I appreciate the privilege this morning and, and the honor to, to be at Bible Baptist Church this morning. Amen. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I know uh, the church has been here celebrating 59 years. And I wasn't here for those years, but I'm thankful for the years I was here. And I'm thankful for, uh, for the fact that we came in this morning and seen some of the faces of, and the people who've just been faithful and consistent down through the years. And uh, up in the choir singing and testifying and worshiping God and uh, back in the preacher getting with the, uh, getting with the preacher this morning. And I'm just thankful for some people who's been consistent and faithful down through the years. Amen. And also thought I'm thankful this morning for Brother Gravel and Sister Nolita. Amen. Ain't you thankful for the preacher uh, that God has used in your life and uh, all the, all the uh, times that he uh, rises in the morning and prays for you and watches for your soul and uh, probably in the, uh, at the throne room before you might even get out of bed. But thank God uh, for the preacher who would pray for the people of God and then, and then uh, labor in the study and, 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 uh, and uh, get a message from God and come and preach to you and your kids. And uh, just thank God for the man of God who's been faithful and stood and preached and, 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 uh, and labored in the church and, and for the Lord. I just say this morning, thank God for the preacher. Amen. Hey, we're not worshiping man, but I think we ought to give honor where honors due. Amen. Thank God uh, for the man of God this morning. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. And it's our honor to be here this morning. Uh, and I'm thankful for uh, the goodness of God in allowing us to be here. If you will, turn with us to the, this morning to the book of Luke, chapter number 10. And I'll bring some thoughts this morning that I trust will be a help to you uh, as uh, we look at the Word of God. Luke, chapter number 10. And we'll begin our reading in verse number 25. Luke chapter number 10 and verse number 25. The Bible says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Verse number 30 said, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set, on, set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said, 
unto him, take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again I will repay thee, which now of, the, which now of these things thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. Verse 37, and he said, he that showed mercy on him, and Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our Father, thank you for the privilege to be able uh, to approach the throne of grace this morning and to pray. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of the scripture, and I thank you, Lord, for uh, all the good singing and the good music and the good preaching already this morning, and the presence of God that I sense in the house of the Lord. Uh, God, I pray now that you would take the word of God and that you would speak to each of us. I pray for those this morning uh, who are saved, that you would edify and strengthen them, uh, Lord, in their Christian walk. And then, uh, God, for those who may be here, uh, maybe one or maybe several, God, who are lost and they need to be saved, God, I pray that you would deal with them and draw them uh, unto the Lord Jesus Christ and that they would be saved this day uh, before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now this morning we've read this, uh, this encounter uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ has with a lawyer. And some of you may have had an encounter with a lawyer before in a positive way or maybe a negative way, uh, but this morning Jesus has an encounter uh, with a lawyer uh, and this, and, uh, in this passage of Scripture. And, uh, and the, the, the lawyer asked the Lord a question, and he asked him that question in order to tempt him that he might uh, trip up the Lord Jesus and uh, that, he could, uh, that he could cause the Lord to contradict himself or to stumble and to make a statement that, uh, that would condemn him according to the law. Uh, but I'm glad to say this morning that Jesus has never contradicted himself. He's never done anything to transgress the law. Uh, but thank God he's always been consistent and had a word that was fitly spoken and the right answer at the right time, every time, amen. And this morning the, uh, the lawyer asked the Lord a question tempting him and he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And that's a good question to ask this morning. Uh, maybe some of you might need to ask that question. Uh, Lord, uh, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And we'll say more about that in just a moment, but uh, the Lord Jesus answers his question with a question. And he said this, what is written in the law and how readest thou? And so this man, this lawyer, is well-versed in the Mosaic law, and he's aware of everything. Matter of fact, the, uh, the job of this lawyer would be to I would be to, uh, to uh, clearly understand the law and then explain it to others so that they could organize their life in a way that would be pleasing to God. That was his job and his duty as a lawyer of the scriptures. And, but the Lord Jesus, so he asked him a question about something he would be familiar with. He said, what does the law say about how to inherit eternal life? And here's what the, here's what the lawyer answers. He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and uh, with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. 
And so the lawyer, what he does is he responds to the Lord's question uh, and he basically gives a summary of the law in one verse. And so the Lord doesn't condemn that. He doesn't say, no, you're wrong. You don't need to do that. But here's what the Lord says. And he said unto him, thou hast answered right. This do and thou shalt live. And uh, this morning, uh, then, the, uh, then the, the lawyer, he uh, wants to justify himself. You ever met somebody who they just wanted to make themselves look right in every bit of the conversation and they, uh, they twist the conversation around to make themselves look better in, uh, concerning a matter? Uh, well, the Bible said, but he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, who is my neighbor? And this morning, uh, the Lord answers that question in a parable. And I want to preach on this subject this morning uh, for just a few minutes on, uh, on the parable of the Good Samaritan. The parable of the Good Samaritan. And so the Lord Jesus gives a, uh, a heavenly story uh, with an, uh, uh, gives an earthly story with a heavenly meaning in response to this lawyer. The lawyer is asking, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And no matter what his motive was in asking the question, uh, the Lord Jesus wanted that truth to be revealed. And I'm glad this morning he wants that truth uh, to be revealed to every man uh, what he can do uh, to inherit eternal life. I'm glad that God is not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all should come to repentance. And it is God's will this morning that every man have everlasting life. That's why John 3.16 was penned, uh, because he wanted every man. He loved the world so much that he wanted every man to have eternal life. And thank God this morning, it's God's will for me and it's God's will for you and for this entire world to have eternal life and to be born again, to be forgiven of their sin. I Thank God Jesus wants the question to be answered for the world. Amen. What can a man do to inherit eternal life? And so we see this morning in this parable that the parable was prompted by the, by the lawyer approaching the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, it, it is a conversation that Jesus is having with this man. And, uh, and so we see the prompting of the parable. But then in verse number 30 through verse number uh, 37, we see the parable itself. The Bible uh, speaks of this parable. And, uh, and the story is of a man who's robbed on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, verse number 30, and Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And so this morning the story is, uh, the earthly story with a heavenly meaning uh, is this this morning that, uh, that there is a certain man who's traveling and he's traveling from, uh, from Jerusalem uh, going down to the city of Jericho. And uh, this, uh, the Bible tells us this morning that he's met with some robbers, uh, that he's met with some thieves on that road who come to him and they steal from him. Uh, the Bible said that they robbed him. He fell among thieves. Uh, and then not only did they steal from him, but they stripped him of his raiment. And then they struck him. They wounded him. And then they stranded him. They were leaving him uh, for dead on this road. Uh, and the Lord is 
is making a point of a, uh, and painting a picture of someone who is in a desperate and dire situation. He's laying on the side of the road about to die and he is, uh, he is explaining to us uh, the deep need that this man has as he's laying by the side of the way. And so uh, this morning there are uh, three people in the parable that passes by uh, this man. The first one is a priest a man who's religious, a man this morning who, uh, who has an office in religion. And the Bible says in verse number 31, and by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And so this morning, uh, the man is uh, laying on the side of the road. The, the, the man who's been robbed is laying by the side of the way. And the man who's full of his religion and who, who is a priest uh, holds a position of authority in uh, Judaism. He sees the man over there that has a great need, uh, but he does not go to him. He doesn't see about his need, uh, but rather he passes by on the other side. He doesn't want to be affiliated with this man. He doesn't want his life to be hindered by some one who has a need. He doesn't want his religion and his robes to be defiled by a man who's bloody. And so that this morning the, uh, the, the, the priest passes by on the other side. And then not just a priest, but then a Levite comes by. Now that one hits home to this lawyer because that's exactly who he is. He is a Levite. And you know this morning the Lord calls him out to his face he doesn't beat around the bush, but thank God the Lord Jesus Christ is pointed with his message. He's intentional with his truth and he's trying to get across something to this man and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't give a parable in order to, uh, to bring confusion to this man, but he is given this parable to bring clarity to this man. He wants him to understand who he is. He wants him to understand who his neighbor is. And so the Lord Jesus Christ this morning uh, points him, uh, points out who he is right in his face. He said the next man that came by was a Levite and this man was of that tribe. Uh, this man was of that cloth. He was a Levite this morning and Jesus Christ calls out this man. He said, and likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. And so this, the Bible says this morning that this man came and he looked on him. In other words, he came by and he sees the, he sees the man who's been robbed and stripped and uh, he's been beaten and he's laying there by the side of the road half dead. And he looks on him and he sees that there is a need. But the Levite is, uh, is not willing to address the need. He sees that there's something and someone who has, uh, who requires assistance, but yet he looks on him and then also goes to the other side and passes on his way. Yeah. Oh, but thank God there was a third man. Yeah. Yeah. There was a third man in the parable this morning. Right. The Bible says, but, verse 33, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was, bless his name. And he came where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. This morning we see that the Samaritan came to him 
He sees him, and thank God he doesn't leave him like he found him. Amen. But he addresses his need. He sees that the, uh, that the poor man who's been robbed on the road to Jericho uh, has a need. Now, this morning... In the book of Joshua, uh, chapter number six, the Bible tells us about this city, Jericho, and how that the city of Jericho has a curse on the city. The Bible said, and Joshua adjured them and at that time saying, curse be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city Jericho. In other words, Jerusalem is the place of blessing and Jericho is the place of the curse. And you know where this man is going this Uh, that is robbed, he is leaving the place of blessing Jericho and he's not going to a better place uh, but he's going downward to a city that has a curse on it and he's going down to Jericho and there he falls amongst thieves and is stripped and is struck and he is laying there half dead uh, left just to die by the side of the way on the way to the cursed city. Oh but thank God a good Samaritan stops by, amen. Uh, the Samaritan sees his need and his bowels yearn within him. He is compassionate towards him. He's affectionate towards his need. He sees somebody who's stranded in dire need and lost and thank God he doesn't leave him by the way. Oh, but thank God he comes to him and addresses the need. Bless his name this morning. The good Samaritan had compassion on him. The good Samaritan comforted him. Verse number 34, the Bible said, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. The oil would be to soothe the wound and the wine would be to cleanse the wound. And uh, that's exactly what the Samaritan wanted to do to this man's wounds. He wanted to soothe it and he wanted to not just leave it dirty, but he wanted to clean it out. And we see this morning, that the Samaritan comforted him and then he cared for him. The Bible says in verse 34 and 35 about the the input that this man gives, uh, that the Samaritan gives to this poor stranger. Uh, He uh, he, uh, takes him as his own and he puts him on his own beast and brought him to an inn uh, to take care of him this morning. Uh, He sees to it that this man's needs are met. He sees to it this morning that uh, that, uh, that he's cared for, uh, that he's not left to die any longer. He's not left by the side of the road anymore. Uh, but thank God he had some, the, the, the poor man, had a Samaritan that came by and showed affection towards his need. Amen. He cared for him and then he covered for him. He covered the cost. He paid it all. Amen. He, uh, he, uh, he took care of his own substance and paid for the need of this poor stranger. Amen. And so this morning we see, thank God, uh, that there was a good Samaritan in the story. We see not just the, the prompting of the parable, the parable itself, but this morning we also see the purpose of the parable. Jesus had a reason for telling the story. And there's a practical truth that's found in the the parable this morning. He said, he asked the man, he asked the lawyer, and lawyers get nervous when you ask them hard questions, don't they? This law, the Lord asked him a question. He said in verse number 36, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor to him that fell among thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. 
Now the Jews, especially the Levites, hated Samaritans. They were half blood. They were half Gentile and half Jew. And the, and the, uh, the Levites could not stand the Samaritans or, or Jews, especially Orthodox and, and, and fundamental in their faith, I guess you could say. Uh, they, they couldn't stand Samaritans. They weren't the real deal in their eyes. And this man was so rooted in his hatred towards Samaritans that when the Lord asked him which of those three was a real neighbor, the man couldn't even say the word Samaritan. He said, he that showed mercy on him. And this morning, the the purpose of the parable is this, is that Jesus Christ is teaching uh, those who would read the parable uh, of our obligation to meet the needs of the needy uh, no matter who they are, what relation they are to us, right. if they be somebody who we like or somebody who we don't like, uh, that if they have a need, uh, and we tell our kids this, if you see a need, then you feel a need. You see something uh, that needs to be done, then you take some action and do something about it. If you know of a brother who has a need, then the Lord's teaching us uh, through the parable this morning uh, that we have a, that we have a, a neighborly duty uh, to be good to that person to the best of our ability. Uh, you may not be able to pay all their bills, but you can at least go to them and show some compassion to them. And this morning, the Lord Lord Jesus Christ is teaching us uh, that we ought to have compassion on those who have a need this morning. Amen. Uh, You know, if we leave the church today and go out the doors, uh, you won't have to walk very far before you come across somebody in this community that has a need. Amen. Uh, you'll find somebody that needs uh, uh, that needs some uh, some help. Uh, that needs maybe they need somebody to talk to. Uh, maybe they need a companion. Uh, maybe this morning they need some salvation. Amen. Uh, you don't have to look very far in this world to find somebody who has a need of a savior. Amen. And the Lord is telling us through the parable uh, that we ought to be a neighbor unto those around. Us. Amen. Amen. Even if you don't like them. That's right. That person in the church that you don't necessarily care for, but you know what? They have a need. Amen. And you have the provision to meet that need. Yep. The Lord's teaching us to be a neighbor in the parable. That's right. But you know what else God's showing us through the parable? He's not just showing us a practical truth, but He's showing us a spiritual truth. Amen. God has showed us in this parable how to be a neighbor by making himself the neighbor of all mankind, by coming down to where we were in our sin and in our need. Amen. And you know what we find in the parable? We find a... Uh, we find uh, we find a good Samaritan in the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Amen. Uh, we find this morning that Jesus Christ uh, He came to where we were, uh, just like this, just like this good Samaritan did. He saw a need of a man who was uh, about to die. He saw that he had been uh, that he had been robbed, that he was laying there uh, at the point of death. And this morning, that's exactly where sin had you and I. It had robbed us of our good. Sin had left us stranded in this world. Sin this morning is not going to make you better. Sin's going to make you worse. Sin's going to take your life from you. Sin this morning's going to kill you. Sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death this morning. And sin had done just that to our life, had left us beaten and battered and laying in the ditch to die on our road to Jericho, the place of the curse. Oh, but thanks be to God, the Lord Jesus, the good Samaritan, and came by, amen. 
Ain't you glad for the day that he came to you and where you were in your sin and died on your way to hell. Oh, bless his name this morning. I'm glad for the good Samaritan that saw me in my great need and came and bowed down to me and poured in all in wine. Oh, thank God for the Lord Jesus, the good Samaritan. Hallelujah this morning. He poured in oil, the comforter, amen. I poured in wine, the blood, and cleansed me and bound up my wounds of sin. I laid it me on himself and carried me and covered the cost. I paid the bill, and thank God he's still paying the bills. Amen. I'm glad he took care of me when I was in my sin, but I've got to say this, he's taken better care of me since he brought me out, amen. I bless his name for the good Samaritan, hallelujah. Yeah, man. But a certain Samaritan, he's a certain Savior, amen. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's a certain Samaritan, amen. Uh, a certain Samaritan this morning, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Ain't you glad for Romans 5, 8 that said, but God commendeth his love, commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. If you're here this morning and you're lost, I'm glad to report to you that the Lord Jesus Christ is concerned about your condition. Amen. He, just as the good Samaritan had compassion, he was concerned and thank God this morning the Lord Jesus Christ is aware of your need and he came to meet and fulfill that need. Amen. Amen. Bless his good name. This morning, just as sin steals from us and strips us and strands us and leaves us dead, I'm glad this morning that the good Samaritan, thank God he came, he cares for us, he comforts us and covers for us, amen. Now you know what the Lord is showing this man in the parable? Don't forget, this is a man of the law. This is a man of the law. And the, and the man expects that this is what's going to save him, is the law. Because in verse number 27, he said, And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. You know what the Lord tells him? He said, You're right, go ahead. Go do that. Thou hast answered right. This do and thou shalt live. But you know what this Levite would find and you know what you would find if you tried to do all of this as a lost person? You would find that you come short. If you're trying to behave well enough according to the law, this is a summary of the law. You go out and try to do that this week and you're not saved you can't do it. You can't. I can't be good enough to be saved. I can't keep the rules good enough. I can't behave well enough in order to find favor with God. As Brother Jones said this morning, all of our righteousness are in the sight of God are unclean. They're filthy rags. And this morning, if I was 
If this man uh, were to do what he is trying to tell the Lord is required, he would find that he cannot. But what this law is doing, what this man knows in his mind and his heart as to be God's book, uh, what it is is a teacher unto him. It is a schoolmaster. And what the law is to this lawyer is a teacher to teach him that he cannot keep the law. Uh, he can't be good enough. And this morning, you can't be a good enough church member. Uh, you can't be a good enough citizen of these great United States in order to find favor with God. Oh, but thank God if you'll find in the law yourself, you'll find that you come short. Oh, but thank God you'll also find that God has sent a cure. You'll find God has sent a good Samaritan of the Lord Jesus Christ who can and has fulfilled the law and thank God he'll forgive you of your shortcoming and bring you in the family. Amen. Bless his good name this morning. I'm glad that where I find my shortcomings in this book, I find his fulfillment. Where I find that I can't, I find out that he can. Amen. Let's come with a song of invitation this morning, if you will.